Well, hello, 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 everyone. It's me, June E. Victor, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Nothing More, Nothing Less. Today's episode is a part of the segment, The Breakdown, where we take an old classic movie and break that thing down. We are going to be focusing on the movie, A Thin Line Between Love and Hate, which is such a classic. You forget about these movies until, you know, they pop up. And you know what? It was such a treat to watch. With me today is my husband, Percival Blackman, a.k.a. Cozy Victor. He's going to be breaking it down with me. Enjoy. back on and we are going to do the breakdown mm, loquacia jenkins come on down for the breakdown wow so we are doing the breakdown on thin line between love and hate a thin line you gotta a thin line between love and hate mm. so what's the movie about Kosi? um the movie is about the the games that that young may young men play and um and how that can get them in trouble and in this particular instance, uh it, it almost cost the young brother his life, you know. Oh so it, it, it reinforces that 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 notion that, you know, a woman scorn. I don't know how the rest of that goes, but she was she was she was about it. She was spinning the block, she was busting shots. Right. right. She, she was like, you know, so let's um dive into the character Brandy. I think that's a good spot to start. Or do you want to start with Martin? I mean, I think it starts with Martin. I, I mean, I know. Okay, and, so and I'm taking the woman's side, and I'm starting with Brandy. That wouldn't even be the woman's side. The woman's side would be starting with Darnell's character, um, Martin Lawrence's character. He plays Darnell, and the reason we're probably saying Martin is because you know my biggest beef. Oh my god! With this movie. It was a great movie. I enjoyed this movie. It was cool. But it was basically Martin in a different, like, universe. All the jokes from the TV show were in this. It was like Martin has, like, five go-to moves, whether it's the little dance or it's the little crippled walking thing. It, it, all his little let him live. All his little show things. Why that are you we so used mad? To, it's not. It's not that I'm mad, but <sighs> in hindsight, it's like, bro, if you're gonna act in a movie, be the character. He created it. Number one, like to me, in my humblest of opinions, I enjoyed his character on the movie. I see where you're coming from. He would. I don't think he would be anyone's love interest. In a movie. So, I guess I understand where you're coming from. But, I mean, putting things in perspective, he did create the movie to have this funny character. And it's a rom- romance slash comedy slash drama movie. And it had all of those aspects. Hmm. Okay. Well, he starts off with all of those aspects for sure. But... <laughs> <laughs> but at some point, he, he just devolves into the Martin character. And we kind of lose sight of how important the Darnell character is. So I think nah. one of the most important aspects of the movie 
it does start off with a young dude kind of hanging out with his boys and doing what a lot of what honestly a lot of young dudes do is is they're in the nightlife they they run uh, they're promoters for a nightclub right which was really cool you know growing up in Miami who wasn't a promoter for a nightclub at one point or another so just seeing them kind of interact you know uh, Darnell with his friend T who was played brilliantly yeah. by Bobby Brown. That was one of my favorite parts. Bobby did his thing. Of the movie. Bobby Brown. It's So it's funny because I'm knocking Darnell for being Martin. But Bobby but Brown was Bobby T Brown. T being Bobby Brown and Bobby Brown just being Bobby Brown wasn't so much of a problem. And I, I feel like because, you know, who Bobby Brown is is also who his character was too. Right. The the disconnect between Martin and his character that he was playing was literally like we didn't believe the two were the same person or could be the same person. It felt like they were forcing us to believe Martin was this like smooth ladies man when in reality his kind of his kind of lane is like he's the funny guy that that got lucky and caught the bad one. And that's kind of what the Martin show is like. It's like Gina, right. Gina went for him because he was the 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 funny guy, not because he was a suave player. But you know what, Martin probably wants to be that guy in real life. That's probably someone who he aspired to be. Even in um, the show Martin, um, although he had a lot of funny, you know, points of his of the show. There were points where he was very suave and relaxed and cool, and I think that that's something that he wanted to be. Yeah, but don't put that. Don't build the whole. Let him live. He created <laughs> his own. What was it? His own production company, and that's who he wanted to be. Why are we still stuck on? You're just so mad at Martin. Not stuck on that, but I'm saying the reason why I even bring that up is because what I feel like was a bigger message. Is that time period when the young guys are out there kind of okay. like getting it, what that really means. And I feel like it took away from that perspective a bit mm. when I'm sitting there looking at an episode of Martin nah. for a movie that's supposed to really kind of be a cautionary tale because right. they're already in a, a, a profession that puts I them think, around no. a lot I of I think his, his... Um, comedy and his humor gave him some type of charm, and that's why a lot of the women was probably going for him. You never know. So he it's not possible to be funny but not be Martin. It was. It was all I, of his movies. Let's name all of his movies. He yeah, is let's Martin. Let's not, please. Blue Street. <laughs> he is Martin. Like you can't. You can't name. Uh, what was it? Big Mama's house. He was Martin. Every single movie that he played, he was Martin. Give me one that he was Bad Boys, Martin. And I think I think when you look at a career like Will Smith and you juxtapose that with right. someone like Martin, you see the detriment of being Martin in every movie versus being an actor who can actually play a role in that movie. He's a comedian. Bring, a lot of other people right, are Right, but his lane Jim Carrey is, is a comedian. Yeah, you know he's one of my favorite when it comes to that. Jim Carrey but, is not Jim Carrey in every movie. But Martin is Martin. He's a comedian. And he went into the lane of, of movies. When, even like sometimes when you look at Kevin Hart, sometimes it's sad, but he tries to play a serious role and all you see is Kevin Hart. Why is that? 
because he hasn't tapped into what some of the other incredible comedians have been able to Why? tap Because he's short and he dark skinned like Martin? No, not necessarily. <laughs> he's not tall and light skinned like Will Smith? I think there was an you era. See, you see, Kelsey? I think there was an era where like guys like Eddie Murphy, um, who... Who... But picture him being a suave guy. That's why in Coming to America, he was this funny guy. Yeah, but... Always funny guy. Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy has been suave in movies. Boomerang is him being suave. He was like a black James Bond in that movie. So it's... I don't think I remember watching Boomerang. Well, that's a problem because this is this is who you have to compare Martin to. The general okay. zooming out is we have a... At least I did. I have, a, I have that thing where... I want to enjoy the story of the movie because it is a good story. We're talking about, again, young guys doing what young guys do, you know, racking up numbers, playing women. What young That people, is terrible. It, it's the reality. So what he did was he was showing the reality of how we operate during that time and that... And the end result. And a possible result because uh, a lot of people I know ain't ain't been through what his character went through. In the movie, so it begins with him with his homie doing what most guys do with their homies, which is get money and and, and play women. But mm. he takes it too far. He and did, he, and he plays with this character uh, Brandy that shows up kind of like cougar status. I don't know where I her, think so. I don't know where her age in the movie was supposed to be, but but it shows that she was just a successful real estate mm-hmm. agent um, who dealt with high profile people in the area whatever so maybe she she became successful but my question is and they didn't kind of I, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself but my question is when she mentions that she killed her husband can I I don't know how or why or did she get in trouble for it or is he buried in the backyard I mean, she, she definitely <laughs> didn't get in trouble for it and and if she was playing this this rich character that had all this access, Bruh. shoot, she probably did kill her husband. All of, all them little uh, forensic files and and murder mystery shows that's Man. out, and they got a new episode every day or every week. Then right. it's possible. So let's let's dig um dig deep into this. So Brandy, um, she comes on the scene, and Martin has some charm, you know, even though she's not showing it, but she's noticing little things about Martin that's, you know, pretty cool. Darnell. See, that's I mean, how bad he did Darnell. That, that's how bad he did at his role. <laughs> you can't even imagine his character. Oh, yeah, I can't. But for me personally, just like um, when it comes to Kevin Hart, I would always call him Kevin Hart. It doesn't matter what character he's playing. I don't know what it then is. he's doing a bad job. Well, that's why he's... Never mind. Cause, cause, uh, Tyrese ain't Tyrese and Baby Boy. That's Jody, or we call him Baby Boy. It's it, it, there's so many examples of actors or of entertainers who jump into movies, who become the people who do a good job. But at their you roles. can't do Tyrese because he wasn't a, a, a comedian. You can't, you can't talk about. It's that. not about being a comedian. It's we, about this, being. This episode, guys, is not. Of thin line between love and hate. This is about how we feel about comedians jumping into the the role of being actors and actresses. No, I, I, that's that's only being brought up because you keep calling him Martin, and I'm getting to the reason why you're calling him Martin. I will of call character. Bobby Brown Bobby Brown to the end in this movie. I would not call him T at the very end. I was like, is his name Bobby? 
Yeah, you but remember? his his we we established Bobby Brown being Bobby Brown was the best part right. of this movie. But also <laughs> me my uh, me being me, I'm not a a person that remembers names like that anyway. The only reason why I know that's Brandy is because it's in front of me. I would have called Regina um Mia Regina the whole time. Mm-hmm. It's I mean you this is the wrong example. So I don't know what you're trying to prove here, sir. I'm saying that when he we is think so of, mad when we think of these characters that come from or these actors quote unquote that come from these other areas and they become these characters they become these characters Mm -hmm. at least that's what is supposed to happen if we're still referring to them by who they are outside of the character they they didn't they didn't they didn't nail it they didn't nail it at all they that that thing that happens in our brain where we associate them to who we know them as outside right. of the role means that they didn't transport us into that universe, that world right. of the movie. What they did was they slapped their face on it and we're correlating their face to, oh yeah, that's that's Martin. Okay, Cozy. I, I truly think that we're taking too much time. Go for it. I, all I'm doing, all I did was point out that you keep calling okay, him Martin. Go I for it. I agree. How do you feel now? It's not about me. Go for it. You're fine. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, um, I, I had to look back at my notes, but there's a point that I really want to mention um before we get into all the other characters is when Martin um was doing his <laughs> when Martin was doing his thing. Okay, when Darnell was doing his thing. Gosh. Okay, when Martin, whatever. I'm gonna call him Martin. I don't care. Go for it. When Martin was doing this thing, um, his mother kept getting phone calls mm-hmm. at her house, and then she said a quote that was very interesting, and I think it plays a big role in you know the the rest of the movie. So she says, "A night of passion can lead to a lifetime of pain." Mm. I mean, that's the whole movie right there. Right. But for her, his mom to, you know, say that. And she was like, I don't want these girls calling my house or whatever. Why do you have them calling my house? But he's not taking heed to the the um, information that his mom is telling him, his boss told him, everyone. But he just wants to be this young boy and soil his, his what is it? Soil his oats? Mm. What is it? Can you please tell me a phrase? Mm. Soil... So his royal oats? I think it's so his wild oats. Oh, damn it. I gotta mm-hmm. erase that. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> no. Martin. <laughs> so, nothing else matters if, if the character... Because it's 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 a farming metaphor. It's just oh, like... God. It's just like reaping what you sow. Bruh. Not you, reaping what you soil. You know what's so... <laughs> But have fun, <laughs> Martin. Whenever, whenever people just want to go with whatever narrative they want, I'm gonna be quiet. I'm for calling a minute. it Martin from now on. You are right, Cozy no. Victor, Victor, Cozy Percival, no. Blackman. Years, I thought it was soil his royal oats. But why, when I write that into Google, it feel I feel like everyone because everywhere. you're not the first person that Obviously. thought that. Yeah, Martin. But yeah. Uh, and then I'll, I'll say what what made this movie resonate with me is I really think a lot of guys that were like outside at that point in their life can really relate to this movie. Because at a point, if you're close with your mom and she's like 
relatively aware of what you're up to, you might have that conversation. And for the most part, what his mom said was like something I would expect uh, a concerned, um, aware kind of black mom to say like, mm-hmm. you better not play with these girls. You're going to get hurt. You're going to get burned. They're going to da da And that phrase that, you know, one night of passion can lead to a life full of pain, That that's the perfect synopsis for the movie, but that was just some solid real life wisdom advice from a woman. And I think during that time when you're ripping and running, you really need a woman's perspective to kind of help keep you on course because your homies are going to just pump you up. Your homies don't see all of those red flags and warnings and stuff. They're just going to reinforce the bad behavior to ripping and running. It's because once be, you're in that situation, mm-hmm. it, it's not them. They're going to be like, dang. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> it's hands off. But a mom, right. it's going to be the mom that has like a vested interest right. in making sure, you know, her baby's doing okay. But, but you know, when you're young, you don't listen to your mom. She's, she's dropping gems. So Darnell's mom was dropping gems. And because he's already in that position in his career at the club where they're giving him more responsibility. He feels like he's untouchable. He feels like he knows everything. And that's kind of where where you can already see the seeds being planted mm. for things to go off the rail. Because he's not listening. He's He right. feels like he has it under control. But... Things happen. So on the other end... um. I guess you can say his love interest was Regina, right? Mia's cat, yeah, Mia. Mm-hmm. So Regina, is there an issue with me saying Regina, or maybe I should say Mia? Martin, whatever, Martin. whatever works. Yeah. Okay, so, so on the other so end, wild, wild <laughs> she was, um, I guess, a childhood friend that he had a crush on. You can tell he had a crush on her. She knew this, right? It seemed like she knew this, that that was a thing. But in that same token, she was dating this light-skinned suave. (laughs) Another Martin character. Pretty Ricky, what they call him. Bruh, Reggie, what's his name in this movie? Pretty Ricky Fontaine. Man. It's so bad. He's so chicken. It's so bad. His so chicken. This man literally had characters from Martin Plate in the movie. And then it's almost like, it's almost like by proxy. Like, it wasn't even that only Martin was being Martin instead of being Darnell. It was contagious so that the other people he put in place were being who they were. Which was totally okay. <laughs> like, I felt like it was fine because everyone played a role in the role that they needed to play. I mean, I you said last night that the movie would have been fine without Martin. And to put someone else in yeah. that role, and it would have been, like, a really, really good movie. And for me, I think it makes the most sense for Martin to be there because it have a hint of comedy that it needed. Mm. Like, Bobby Brown couldn't have been... Bo- I mean, he could have. He Bobby Brown be Bobby Brown, whatever. But it the the way that he gelled with Martin, because they're both crazy and fun, yeah. you can't have an actor play Martin's role and for them to gel that way. You need someone that doesn't care. Martin doesn't care. He's going to act a fool because that's who he is. 
I mean, this this was the greatest episode of Martin I've ever seen. Anyway, so she was dating um Reggie. Pretty Ricky, what they call it. <laughs> and you saw in that moment that Darnell was very, very jealous. So he's like, you know what? Forget this. I'm going to go ahead and do exactly what my boy said. And I'm going to try to sleep with Brandy. And that was the bet to get in her draws. But what was so crazy is that in her eyes, she's like, no, after my husband's situation, I don't want to get involved with no men. And Darnell, almost said Martin, Darnell was the person to change her mind and she dib and dab into love, unfortunately. And and this is where I would say two people made a mistake. Okay. And then And then even after that, just the whole situation with uh, uh, Reggie's character, or Reggie, um, Pretty Ricky, what they call him. Oh, God. From the Martin franchise. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but but it's that it's that moment where you're not trying to lock a woman down, but that sense of entitlement or ownership kind of spurs you into acting out of character when you see that she's trying to, okay... If you don't want to be with me, I'll go ahead and move on with my life and be with something else. And it's like, nah, but but you mind though, and and that it's a game. It, it's a game, and 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 those are the parts of the movie I love the most because those are the parts of the movie that really spoke to real life situations. So cozy people go through. <laughs> now this is where this is where they both went wrong in that okay. in that husband uh, situation or, or that situation where she was kind of. Vulnerable. Vulnerable and and made a decision she shouldn't Mm-mm. have. Rewind back. What? You're talking about the moment when they first said, um was in bed together? You just said... Right, but I want to say that mm-hmm. when they were riding the horse was the, at the true moment where they could have went their separate ways. Well, she could have just ignored him to begin, to begin no, with. No, because you were going in and out of sleep during this point. It was either you're going in and out of sleep, or we had to move it upstairs. No, I'm just saying in general, not 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 the specific. <laughs> oh, she could have walked away at this point. It's having the the at her age, whatever age oh she was supposed God. to be. I'm gonna assume she was an older woman. At her age, you have to know better when you see a young club. Promoter, Listen, no, wait, pursuing you. Yes, yes. So yes. there's there's a tiny bit of accountability on her end for having bad judgment, and that right. and that's something that gets ignored a lot. She was having fun. I mean, she stuck up. You can tell she stuck up. So you have this young boy that you know can show her things that she's not used to. I mean, she has money. She doesn't. She doesn't go to the hood. She doesn't buy that that free chicken. I don't know what they ate. The free food from Monday to Thursday. That was strange. But anyway, she ha- she never really experienced that life. And unfortunately, fortunately, Darnell was a person to show her a different view of the world. So it's exciting to her. Yeah, she's spending time with him, but still, she's still guarding her heart at the end of the day up until the moment when she um, took him horseback riding. And let me tell you why. Do you remember what happened? Mm, no. He fell. Mm-hmm. And then she got very, like, almost protective over him. And 
he reacted like some sort of way. You missed it all. Oh, okay. okay, so he fell and um she got off the horse and she was showing him how to ride the horse. Mm-hmm. You remember that? And then so when you're showing someone how to ride a ho- horse, it, it kind of gets sexual. Mm-hmm. So he tried to kiss her. And she was like, uh-uh, that's not going to happen because she's still guarding herself. Now, that was the instant that Darnell, and I keep looking at his name because I have to say his name before I say Martin. Darnell was like, you know what? That's it. I don't want to have anything to do with you. We're not even um, surpassing base number, what is it, one? That's two? I don't know where the base is really... Where, where you kiss? He, he, was, he, was, yeah, he, he was trying to. He was. He was basically trying well, can to. You, lock wait, wait, wait! Can you please tell me which base is when people kiss? Kissing should probably be like Sec- first base. base. Yeah. Oh, second base. Y'all move fast. Anyway, yeah, yeah. so um, they didn't even share their first kiss yet. So he's like, "This, this is for nothing. I'm mm. showing you the world. You're showing me your world. But we're not really like in a relationship or nothing like that. Or I- even like." Not even relationship because that's not what he wants. He just wanted to get in them draws. So, you know, we're not moving anywhere. So he got upset. And that very moment, she's like, okay, I'm going to open up and I'm going to show you. I'm going to give you what you want. And then I'm going to tell you that I murdered my husband. <laughs> well, the problem, the only problem I have with that, and, and, and if it was more intentionally. Mm-hmm written a shot to kind of suggest that he showed her a world she wasn't used to. That's what it did. You were sleeping. That would have been great. What are the activities that he took her on that she wasn't already used to? To the hood. Mm-hmm. I just told you about that restaurant that was free. It said, it said free food Monday through Thursday. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I was so shocked. <laughs> I was so shocked. And I guess just having fun fun at the club, VIP service. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was her first time in the club? No. <laughs> I, it seemed like it actually. You saw what she was wearing? I mean, that's she, just her age group. But I don't, <laughs> I, I don't think that was her first time in the no, club. No, but still, just that one experience. And I'm sure there were more. I just don't remember. But I just remember that Monday through Thursday free food thing. I don't know. Um, I definitely think she let her guard down. She did. But what she yeah. should have done is, and I think she was afraid. She didn't want to say outright, hey, I killed my husband because, yeah, I'm going to push somebody away. She's going to play the game as well and let him in, then say that. But she could have at least shared some experience as to why mm. she didn't want him in her life. And she didn't do that. Mm. So you don't think, cause what it looked like to me when I saw, mm-hmm. you know, that montage of them hanging out and stuff like that. And, and, and it's possible I missed the there restaurant two, two montages because one is with him. And then the second one is with, her showing him, mm-hmm. bringing her to bringing him to the suit. Um, yeah, yeah, I, that's that second. Montage. I got, I got the vibe that yeah. that she was more or less what, and then this is kind of what I want to correlate it to the the real life situations where these things happen, because people are guilty of this. Like in real life, people out there might even be you listening. If this sounds like you. Fix it. Because I think that's what this movie was about. But what she was doing, in my opinion, 
was using him as a sort of pet project to pour her own uh, vision of what she wanted into nah, him. No. Because that's not what she happened. literally even like said, well, baby, if you're going to be with me, you can't be wearing these clothes or something like that. And he was like, well, hot dog, let's go to the store whether, then. Whether he agrees or not, what she's doing is she's projecting her own image of what he should be onto her. And then this is what that leads to. She's ignoring the red flags because she thinks, well, I'm going to make him into what I want him to be. I don't think so. I think she was just trying to show him the finer things in life. Okay. And that's how I, I feel because that moment when um, beforehand going on the horses, like having the, 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 the date riding the horses, that's something that he never experienced. But she's showing something that, you know, that is new to him, mm-hmm. sharing with him that experience. And once they became in a relationship, they became intimate, he could have backed out at that moment as well. He didn't. Once they're intimate, now we're in a relationship, now I'm going to share my wealth with you. I think that that's part of a problem, too. They it were, they were intimate, but they weren't in a relationship. To her... Which is now this is the they never establish anything, but to her, she's thinking if I'm gonna let you in, we are together forever right now. Mm. That's it. You had a piece of what I I have. Now we're blood partners, and that's that's another thing that that gets ladies into trouble. That's not intimacy is not (sighs) intimacy is not a contractual obligation. To someone's time or attention. It's it not. It is exactly what it is. But what Martin was trying to do mm-hmm. was hit it and quit it. But then after he hit it, then she's like, well, here's my wealth. And he went into that and used her pretty much. Mm-hmm. But I think she used him too, to a degree. Obviously, maybe, well, I can't How? even say obviously. Because I think that... Instead of walking away from that situation, I really think that she thought she caught somebody that she can almost feel like she wanted to make him into her husband. Nah, no. Where are you getting this from? Because I'm thinking that someone of her uh, 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 skill level and intellect who's able to get on the phone. Look at your face. You don't even believe yourself. who's, Who's able to get on the phone. And, and broker these deals, and she's a boss, and she's Bruh, a shark. The BS. How does she get played by a local club? Because, but this is the thing. It shows how... How do women in general in life get played by some of these broke dudes that, that sleep on the floor on a mattress, that wear Air Force Ones that's dirty as heck, dirty fingernails, sleeping in their mom's um second bedroom, it and still pull all the girls. It reminds me of uh, when I was in college, all the criminal justice girls uh, getting heartbroken by scammers <laughs> <laughs> and dope boys. Like you in criminal justice, man. Right. You didn't see the signs, so I, I take that approach. Like I think at her mature age, she doesn't matter. Been able to see does coming a mile away. Doesn't matter. She saw. She saw what she saw. And she guarded her heart. 
But until that that moment where he was like, "F this, you're not even letting me in," <laughs> she was like, "You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna actually let you in," and that's what happened. Mm. I'm not saying it's not her fault, but also realize that this happens every day in real life. It does. There's there's a lot of Darnells out there. There's a lot of Brandies. I I personally know a whole lot more. Darnells than I do Brandy's, but I definitely get the that dynamic between the mm-hmm. two. And what and what I notice is even with her loving his lifestyle and stuff like that, a lot of times that's just an attempt to fill whatever void they might already have in their life because maybe their life is really schedule based and routine yeah. and, and bland. That's exactly why why she didn't want him in the life in her life. Mm. But once she brought him into the life, he's showing her different crazy things that she never seen before. So it was spicy. Yeah. You know, a little bit of spice on that um on So that did her. they both get what they wanted in that <laughs> Listen, sense? this is the moment. She he got what he wanted. Called his friends, was like, oh yeah, I bagged it. She's like, what? Bag what? You know what I mean? Anyway, so she he bagged the girl, and now was his moment to find to get in a relationship with his um what's his, what's her name he was Mia. Just so oh okay. So now he is head over heels for Mia and will do anything for but, Mia. But I think the the bigger point in that is just him him getting what he wanted out of and Brandy, throwing her away discarding her and then abs- actually absolutely uh they were in um the limo because he was supposed to bring that oh, back to her for no. her birthday and and enjoy that cake with her which Bruh, never happened okay yeah. this is her limo and he's wearing the clothes that she bought and you know that's her fault about the clothes but she didn't want to lend out the limo to him, but you know that's her. That's her man. Okay, I trust you. You can get the driver and then just come back to my house so we can celebrate my birthday, which he never even knew it was her birthday. Mm. That's, that's how. That's how little they knew about each other. That's but. something. But anyway, he drives to his new girlfriend's house, spend the whole entire night with her, and didn't expect. Lynn to go crazy. Ugh. This is where everything gets heated and now it becomes a horror movie. So, anyway. I don't know if you want to get into that part. No, I mean, I'm not going to explain the whole movie to people. Yeah, they, they saw yeah, it. That... It's, it's about the... For me, it's about the themes. So, you're, you're dealing with someone who got what he wanted out of this high-profile, high-performing type person who saw his wild and reckless ways as a break from her lifestyle. But again, if he, if he's showing her, hey, I'm wild and reckless, I'm spontaneous, we cool, we kicking it, da 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 And then he goes on and does something wild and reckless, it's that disconnect between who we want to see in people and who they show themselves to be. So it's like, yeah, he went to go talk to his childhood friend replace her with any other woman. He's a club promoter. He's wild and reckless. That was part of his DNA to begin with. You allowed him to get close enough to say, I love you and Oh yeah. You... He said that was important. Yeah. That moment when he said, I love you too. She she played herself. She did. And she did so because I think she felt that 
I, I can't even say that she necessarily felt that he would be different. Mm-hmm. I just feel that when people want something, they will literally have tunnel vision and and blinders on and, and forget about everything that kind of comes with that. So, yeah, she it's got... It's the persistence. That's what it was. Because, again, she guarded her heart, heart the whole entire mm-hmm. way. That's true. And, but he showed so much persistence. And then he bought her that crystal... And it showed that he paid up. Well, listen, it showed that he paid attention to um to what she really cared about, what she liked, and whatever. And that he will spend this much money on her. Like it was, it wasn't about money, but it showed that the effort mm. that he took to. And I don't think anyone really did that with her. Maybe her husband was really a prick. Who knows? I mean, if if you're dealing with someone who he got pricked, stabbed. Was it stabbed? Maybe a gunshot. I mean, if you... (laughs) He's just going to dismiss my corny joke. If you're dealing with someone who has the possibility of being a manipulator, all those little things that's like, oh, that's so sweet. Come on now. But you know what, babe? She probably didn't really know his life. Because let me tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Yeah, you're a club promoter, but it, it seems like she really was disconnected from those type of venues, places to go. Well, she doesn't know. So, yes, yeah, he's a club promoter, but it doesn't necessarily mean that he's talking to all these girls. That's that's naive. but that's... It is naive. But if you're disconnected from life like that, it seems like she just goes to work and back, like, you know, she doesn't really do much. So, mm. I mean, and then again, she continued to guard her heart into that very moment. And she thought that, you know, maybe she's doing too much. Mm. Let him in. After after hearing those words, I definitely think she assumed it was more than what it really was. And that kind of takes it into the next phase of the movie where they... They wake up, you know, that next morning, and she's downstairs cooking and oh, she went and crazy, and, bro. And he's like, "Yo, what is 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 going on? This this is something that's occurring after you know he's had his time with Mia and stuff like that. Is he wakes up and he goes downstairs and she and uh, Brandy is cooking." In his kitchen at his crib, making a mess, which was never part of the plan. But when he said those words, "I love you," I mean, for I think I think for a lot of people in general, I'm not even just gonna make this about women or men. I think for a lot of people in general, when you say those words, it means a lot. If a woman were to tell a man, you know, "Hey, I love you," I think even the guy is gonna have a whole lot of uh, expectations that come with that. So that that kind of goes both ways, but. At Darnell's stage where he's playing these women, that's a that's a real that's like a last resort trump card that you play when you got mm-hmm. nothing else to play or you're backed into a corner. You know what's funny? When she was in that moment when they were riding the horses, I wrote this down too. She said, "Horses don't disappoint you. People always disappoint." You. Mm-hmm. But again, those are these are things that she knows. It's 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 weird when people know the thing they should avoid yeah. and they don't turn the wheel. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hone into Mia's character and she starts to date Darnell and notices his 
car window being shattered and broken into and all of these things. Because Brandy's character terrorized Br- Darnell. Brandy really did. On like some Suge Knight type. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um, Darnell is always looking over his shoulder and all this stuff. But now my question to Mia is, girl, you didn't ask any questions. <laughs> She's that childhood friend. Every, everyone in this entire movie, and of course, it's a movie. It's so a movie. They have to ignore the red flags to make a, a movie, right? Like, if if characters in movies paid attention to the red flags, we'd have no movies. That's right. that's kind of the thing. So, we, we suspend disbelief. But, um... But she had a lot of red flags. She had a lot of red flags. <laughs> and she ignored it. She knows Darnell, you know, more than anybody else. And she That's literally... Darnell! <laughs> and she has someone... And, and this is, again, audience. Like, y'all are in this movie. Pick a character. Y'all are in this movie somewhere. Okay, so who are you? Anyway, so... No, no, we'll no, get, we'll no. We'll get to that at the end. Okay. We'll get to that at the right. end. Jumping around. All so. Right. So Mia's character is the childhood friend, um, knows Darnell in and out. They're talking, they're on, they're off. The best thing she had going for her was that she was in the Air Force and that she was dating Pretty Ricky, what they call him. And (laughs) I've seen this happen. Like, there's no logical reason to get with Darnell other than, oh, we grew up together, we're close. But that's not the person for you. This this other guy who would be considered quote unquote a square drives a Porsche, and then he wasn't a jerk. It wasn't like they were showing yeah. him in the movie being disrespectful to her nope. or da da da. They didn't have a spark though. I think that's the biggest thing. They didn't have a spark. Which is which is fine, but it's still somewhat of a cautionary tale because look at look at the qualities that this person had. And how much they were willing to give versus you throwing that away and saying, hey, but I love this guy over here who in real life probably would have got both of them killed to be. If this was real, real, she would have probably X'd them out. Yeah, but if this is a movie, so it's not real, real. But what is real is that her dropping the square, quote unquote, for the club promoter. I've seen it happen. But it's not even you can you can you can go ahead and and put the um, categories like that or classifications. But maybe mm-hmm. it's not about dropping a square for a um, for a party promoter. It's more of dropping someone that you just met for someone that you had history with. That's there's, true. there's different elements to that, so you can't really say a square because to us he's a square, but to someone else he's probably not a square. So, and then the party promoter situation, they grew up together. He knows, he probably knows her family, vice versa. They, they, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of different elements and reasoning behind her making the decision that she made. But he didn't, he didn't reciprocate that though. He didn't drop. Because he has a player, player mentality and it seems like he really wanted to get in the beginning. He wanted her, but then once she saw, he saw that he she got a um uh, a boyfriend then that's when he was like all right well i'm gonna go in on this bet yeah he was talking to all these ladies obviously he's a ladies man so quote unquote but there was a point where it seemed like he really wanted to get with her i think they were playing ball or something like that and he really wanted to get with her but then he showed up to the house 
not knowing, not even knowing that Buddy was coming. Mm. You remember that moment? Mm-hmm. Not even knowing. That was disrespectful. It was, it was and wasn't. For him, for sure, that was disrespectful. I'm here in your home. I'm helping you with whatever you need to get done. And then some some dude come to the house to pick you up and take you out on a date? Mm. That is that is wild. She violated. She did. <laughs> she violated. She did. And most likely, that uh, he was probably categorized as the friend that everyone, every girl have. Uh, uh, well, most women. I don't have that anymore. I had that in college. Uh, someone that you're close friends with, but the girl has no interest in you. Mm-hmm. But you are in love with her. Mm-hmm. And you're only around her because you like her so much. Mm. But she only have you around because you are like a cool homeboy. Yeah, or or for other reasons like you can get VIP passes. Well, I mean, like I'm that. that's that's not this case no, with that not. with her. And for me, I'm not even going in that direction because there's women who have a man for every occasion. Mm. But I don't want to put that on my name because I said I had one of these. I don't <laughs> have. I never I had, had one of those. That was me. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I did have um someone that like. Were was a really close friend to me, but I had no interest in the person. You know mm. what I mean? So that that happens, and that's where he was categorized. And it wasn't until, you know, she was watching him move with other people where she was like, "Oh, I actually do like Darnell. I don't want the square anymore." Mm. So now that we reached the end, I am dying to know who are you in this, and you better not say Bobby Brown. <laughs> it's it's not that no you said you you told the people you told the people you said i'm the friend with the 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 stutter (laughs) (laughs) he was so (laughs) no he was dope um i definitely see a lot of uh the closest one would actually be darnell um why just just at a stage where you have a lot of influence, reputation, and you're talking to different people and stuff like that. that That's the part of his story I related with. That's true. That's how you were back in the design. What he, where he went wrong in this movie was not being upfront with the people he was dealing with and therefore creating an environment that would allow him to move freely without looking over his shoulder. Because I know those guys that are exactly like Darnell. They are kind of smooth talkers with a lot of different women. But what they're doing is they're telling the women what they want to hear. Which is how he ended up saying, I love you to Brandy. Mm -hmm. He was saying what he thought she wanted to hear at the moment. And what he could have done in that moment was say, listen, what we're doing is fun. I'm showing you my world. You're showing me yours. That's great, but I can't commit to saying I love you when I know that's not how I feel. If you're okay with that, we can continue having fun, but just know that I can't take it past this step. At that point, if she was down, he would have had his cake and been able to eat it too. But that's not what she said. She stuck that cake right in his face (laughs) and said, you can't eat your cake too. (laughs) Eat the cake, anime. Eat the cake. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's funny that's funny so I guess naturally I would be Nia in this situation but I don't think I would I think I would be uh, Mama Wright <laughs> nah I, I definitely see a lot don't of, have these girls calling my phone uh, yeah. 
when when she had that conversation with him, I felt like my mom's never like had that extensive of a conversation or anything like that. But but there were like one or two times where my mom caught a, a glimpse into like my my, my dating mm-hmm. life and stuff like that. So I think mm-hmm. um but again I really love this movie. If if you take Martin, the Martin, the comedian, out of this movie nah. and you explore the themes in this movie, like everyone in their like This could be remade. It could be remade. And I don't. I, I don't think that you can take Martin out and put someone in. I think that in order for you to get the success that you would want, mm-hmm. it'll have to be a whole new movie where they take the characters, they take the um the plot, they take all that and remake yeah. the movie. They they could they could. And, this and, is a good. And idea. when I say take Martin out, I'm not talking about to make the movie good. I'm just talking about to hyper focus on yeah. the actual themes that they're introducing. And then to kind of stew in those themes because what ends up happening is the themes are there. They're there to teach a lesson, but then it's like, boy, you're so crazy. Like that kind of oh thing. Oh my God. Now, if they remake this though, mm-hmm. because these themes permeate throughout different time periods, like I could see someone being a player in the 70s, in the 80s, every, yeah, the 90s. Sure. Like that mentality when you're a young guy does not really go away i know there's a lot of like internet culture and stuff kind of influencing people's decisions but when you're young and stupid and you might have some power or influence what they were doing in this movie what darnell and t was ripping and running through the clubs and stuff having fun having fun like i mean everything shut down now but i'm seeing pool parties pop back up i'm not gonna talk about that (laughs) Okay, so I can see it happening. So definitely extracting what, that. What is your favorite part of the movie? Um, my I know exactly what my favorite part is. My favorite part of the movie. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I really enjoy when he came out the police station. Oh, I forgot about and that. And his car was totally vandalized, oh. and I'm sitting there thinking, "What?" Everything that's going on right now with the police, how the heck they let somebody take the wheels off mm. his car, bash his mm. windows, and they're just standing around mm. like we don't know what to tell you. I'm like, because he went, he got, he went in in there for a restraining order, a restraining and they didn't order. want to help him. <laughs> and that, again, that's another thing. Like, even though it was presented in a comical way or a comedic way, um. That's a very serious thing. Like guys who are experiencing domestic violence or stalkers or or rape or mm, things like that not being taken seriously because by the men. police. Now, again, that was a really important moment, but what we saw was was that was that was that I didn't <laughs> see that. I no, I understood that and I got that. But what was so funny is that he got in the car like he was gonna go somewhere <laughs> and he didn't have any tires on his car. I feel him on So that. my favorite part to close this out and it there's no underlining meaning behind this or anything. It's when Bobby Brown was dancing. Oh my god. He killed it. <laughs> Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown being Bobby Brown. Mm-hmm. I, I I have a feeling like whatever script they gave him, he didn't read he it. Like, one. Screw that. <laughs> I 
feel like he didn't read it one time. Yeah, but he killed it. That was when they had the audition. That part when they had the audition with all the ladies and he was showing them how he kind of wanted them to have a vibe or whatever. But anyway, any lasting words, Kosi? Um, if you haven't seen this movie in a while, mm-hmm. you know, Thin Line Between Love and Hate. Blow the dust off. I definitely recommend you rewatch it. And, and look, maybe Martin's approach works for you. For me, it didn't work. But once I kind of wrapped oh my, my head, God. once I wrapped my head around um, just kind of the, the topics and the themes that they were really trying to push through, I thought it was a really good movie. And even though we kind of clown remakes and stuff like that, if they're able to remake this for the modern era, it could really do a lot of good because it's that time period like it, it's target audience is definitely that audience that might be finding themselves out there dating, trying to navigate the dating world and might be falling flat on their face or putting themselves in danger. And, and something like this, like this movie could really help in that regard. So I, I definitely think, you know, take, watch the movie again, dust it off and take the themes, you know, mm-hmm. for what they are and kind of internalize them. Yeah, I think it's awesome to just bring back some of these old films, mm-hmm. just the ones that no one, no one's talking about. No one, everyone's talking about love and bas- the love and basketball yeah. and all that. Um, but then line between love and hate, that's not something that people put in the forefront, and it's awesome to go back to that. So, um, I enjoyed well, it. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, a lot. Perfect. Well, thank you for watching the movie. Hey. It was a nice two night date night because we yeah, fell asleep yeah. halfway. We fell, we fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you everyone for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed the episodes. Please follow me on Instagram at NMNL Podcast. You can also follow me on Facebook at Nothing More, Nothing Less. Bye! compared to yours because i'm a man and we have man voices that's the same never mind (laughs) okay what are we doing